Welcome to Truth Matters with Terry McCarthy. This is Tuesday, May 5th, and I want to wish everyone a happy Cinco de Mayo. I'm not exactly sure how the Mexican army defeating the French in 1862 became an American festival, but apparently Taco Tuesday and Margaritaville are good excuses for most folks to celebrate. Well, I started my morning off a little differently this morning. A pastor who I haven't had contact with in over 10 years messaged me today, scolding me for posting information about Kansas City, Missouri's Mayor Lucas's reopening requirements for the city. This pastor wrote, quote, when things are posted that are not true, it can just add fear and panic to the same people that think the government is always out to get them, take their guns and things like that. Hope you and Dale are doing well. God bless. End of quote. My husband's name is Daryl, but anyway, let me give you the back story. On Friday, Kansas City, Missouri Mayor Quentin Lucas announced his 10-10-10 order for Kansas City. In it, among other very disturbing items, was the requirement for all churches to sign people in and to refuse admittance to anyone who would not provide name, address, and phone number. The order was very clear. Churches. He did not say houses of worship or he did not include the word mosques just churches. He said it four times in that original speech. The order required any church that meets to have a sign-in sheet at the door. If a person refused to sign in, they would not be allowed into the building. It was all for the purpose of trace contacting, one of the terms I hope will be deleted from our vocabulary one day, never to be heard again. The idea behind Mayor Lucas's order was to protect people. It was what he calls his soft reopening of Kansas City. But how far do we go to do that? Isn't it important to protect human rights as well? I mean, if we lose our rights, was it really worth it? One guy asked me, accepting that we value our freedom of choice and simultaneously know we are good citizens not wishing to add to a shockingly dangerous risk to world health, it's not beyond us to put our temporary loss of choice on the shelf and fall in line for the greater good. It's not forever, right? Well, I'm not so sure. In theory, it probably looks very reasonable, but in practice, it's a bit like letting a dragon out of its cave. Once out, there's no getting it back in. And sadly, I've lived under two totalitarian regimes, China, communist China, and the USSR, and both took away citizens' rights, quote, for their own good, end quote, and, quote, for their own safety, end quote. It's always dangerous when bureaucrats think they know what is best for the general population. Remember, they are frail human beings just like us. And have you ever seen an efficiently run government program or service? Yeah, me neither. And for every scientific article you cite on the way to contain this virus, I can find an equally scientific article to conquer their claims. Herd immunity versus isolation. Masks versus non-masks. Keep the vulnerable in quarantine versus all quarantine. I believe that every control we give the government over our lives is one that will be impossible 
to win back. I like what Catholic scholar Rusty Reno wrote last week from New York City. Reno writes, Satan rules an empire in which death is announced as ultimate and all-powerful. He does not rule directly. Satan needs only that people fear suffering and death above all else. When this is so, he rules through those who are in positions of authority, no matter how noble and selfless their intentions may appear. Should authorities say, we must save lives at any cost, Satan is very pleased. Someone who believes that this earthly life is worth everything is ready to bargain away his very soul. And to that, Rusty Reno, I would add that he he is willing to bargain away his freedoms as well. In Mayor Lucas's original order, he said businesses and churches. If the mandate was truly for public health and safety, then why didn't it include all houses of worship, like synagogues and mosques? I live in Kansas City. I heard firsthand our mayor's decree. If it is indeed for public safety, then why aren't citizens required to register before entering grocery stores and Home Depot or Walmart? One woman wrote me, and she made a very valid point. Isn't there a difference between worldwide, albeit independently imposed, temporary measures recommended by the international medical community during a worldwide, highly contagious pandemic, one spread partly by asymptomatic vectors and tyranny? Isn't there some difference between that? Hmm, not so much. And here's why. C.S. Lewis said, quote, giving up freedom for security is a terrible bargain that is so tempting that we cannot blame men for making it. We can hardly wish them not to, yet we can hardly bear that they would do. Despite the temptation, if people do make this bargain, the loss of freedom will lead to total frustration and disastrous results, both moral and psychological and spiritual. The temptation to turn our destiny over to the state often ignores the realization that some will take charge of others. These will simply be men and women, none perfect, some greedy, cruel, and some dishonest and power-hungry. Lewis goes on to say, The more that people in government control our lives, the more we have to ask why this time power should not corrupt as it always has done in the past. I like that exp- the explanation. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. It's sad that there's a whole generation of people in our nation that have not been taught these principles nor understand the benefit of critical thinking and carrying an idea out to its most logical conclusion. But our mayor changed his order. Yep, and this is a very big deal. I want to say thank you to all clear-thinking, engaged, caring, and brave pastors and Christian leaders who got involved and said no to the Kansas City Mayor's original order to require sign-in sheets and to turn registration over to city government. These orders were unconstitutional, but due to godly men and women signing petitions, protesting, and getting involved, letting their voices be heard, the orders were changed yesterday, May 4th. Thank God. 
And to all of those who chose not to get involved, you benefit anyway, even if you don't know it. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who knew a lot about oppressive governments, he wrote, we must finally stop appealing to theology to justify our reserved silence about what the state is doing, for that is nothing but fear. Open your mouth, for who in the church today still remembers that this is what the Bible demands us to do in times such as these? Wow, what a good reminder. There's still a lot good in America. Clear thinking and engaged pastors and Christians in the Kansas City area stood up. And as a result, policy was changed and rights were protected. And still some sensible policies were put into place during uncertain and difficult times. But words matter. And the mayor's office, as well as Casey's Department of Health, have corrected their wording on their websites. For example, their May 4th update. Updated the 10-10-10 soft reopening. Businesses and houses of worship are now recommended to record contact information on customers and attendees as opposed to being required. Then they go on to say, Rosters will be for businesses and houses of worship use only, and each entity will be responsible for contacting patrons directly. Government offices will no longer require rosters. Now, there's two things here that are very important in the changing of these words. The word churches has been replaced with houses of worship, and the rosters will remain the property of the business or house of worship. Our voices worked. Human beings got involved and changed things. And I'll tell you what, this restores my faith in my nation and my hope for my country. And to all of those complacent pastors who chose to remain silent and compliant and who condemned people like me who spoke out and mind the truth, let me leave you with Edmund Burke's famous words from 1770. You remember Edmund Burke, don't you, whose writings laid the intellectual foundation for modern conservatism? The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. You should thank God that good men and women did something. This has been Truth Matters with Terry McCarthy. I hope you join me the rest of this week as we look at the coronavirus and try to separate fact from fiction. In the meantime, keep praying. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.